Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Can I ask you guys a question? How many of you think a handful of modern Ferraris are actually beautiful? That they're elegant? in a sense, because I'm, quite frankly, I'm kind of disgruntled with the way Ferraris have begun to look as of late, specifically the Superfast. It's not a bad-looking car, but I feel like it's overstyled, and overstyling a car isn't something Ferrari does. That's Lamborghini's shtick, and Lamborghini doesn't overstyle their cars, they just make them look extreme, and it works. But with Ferrari, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm I'm left wanting a car. I'm left wanting a car that embodies more that more closely resembles Ferraris of old. Take the SP75 RW Competizione for example. That is what I want to see. That to me is a truly gorgeous Ferrari. It's not Oversight and it's not it's not extreme to me. It's actually fairly elegant Barring the vents which I quite like but vents aren't elegant. Um, it's a very Ferrari It's a very exquisite design to me whereas the a12 superfast is just kind of boorish. It's just kind of Over the top more so than it needs to be like I said I hesitate to call it bad looking I kind of I guess in some way I kind of like the looks especially from this image that I'm seeing it's it looks, it looks attractive from that angle, but the front, when you see the front and nothing else, really awkward. And the headlights, really weird. The grill is big. It, it's all very awkward. It looks kind of good. For, it looks better from the side. It definitely looks better from the side. But then the SP75RW Competizione, I think, looks even better. Maybe not as extreme. Maybe not as, in fact, not just that. Maybe not as extreme. But it's more elegant, it's more timeless to me. It to me, the SP75 RW is what a Ferrari should look like. It's what Ferrari should be designing their car, so at the very least, emulating a design similar to it. And I don't know, I, I honestly feel and it's strange for me to say what I'm about to say. Because I prefer long hood short deck cars, Viper, A12 Super Fast, arguably. The Lamborghini Miura, even though the engine's in the wrong place, uh, you know, for all your other short hood, uh, long hood short deck cars, but anyway. I prefer the way the 488 looks to the Superfast. I prefer it. To me, it is a more mature design. The 812 Superfast is just line, tear, excitement, crazy, dramatic. It's it's kind of it's almost Corvettish in that sense. And I hate I hate making the this I hate drawing similarities between Ferraris and Corvettes because I think that's done too much as it is. But it but I feel that it's it's kind of like that. It's got lines going everywhere and it's not totally incoherent because I think for the the overall design kind of fits, but I'm just not sold. I'm not sold on I guess the design language for is going for. I'm, I'm not really a fan of the headlights. I'm not really a fan of the vents near the headlights. I'm not really a fan of the grill shape and the weird smile it's got going on. I'm not a fan. 
I'm really not a fan. Uh, I'd say from most angles, and I think the 488 is a more traditional, mature, elegant, and overall more more impressively thought out design to me. But you know, and then I go look back at the 458, the 458 Italia, and I think that looks even better than the 488. I really do. And I and I was watching uh, a Top Gear funny reel the other day, and I and it was back when the the Italia was was more or less new, and I, and I was looking at that, I was like. Dang, that's good looking. That's you know, it, I, I'd hesitate to call it modern because I'm now used to four to the four eight eight, but it was. I find it to be almost more attractive. I like the front end on the four eight eight. Don't get me wrong, but the Italia to me is more Ferrari-ish because it's more. It's it's a powerful, striking but elegant design. It's a it's it's an exquisite design. Whereas I feel the four eight eight is a bit more brash i mean okay if the if the 458 had that air vent behind the drive the driver's door like like the 488 i think that would be perfect because i think that's the best that's the best design element on that entire car yeah i don't know there's to there's a timelessness about the 488 to me and you could you could chalk it up to potential nostalgia and i wouldn't rule out that as a possibility of why i like the 488's design so much but to me it's timeless. It is one of the best modern modern Ferraris. And it, you know, if you if we go back to say the F12 Berlinetta, I think overall that to me is even. I kind of prefer. I definitely prefer the way that that looks to the A12. Because the, the A12, it's the face. The face is what I think absolutely ruins it for me. It's really awkward. It's really awkward. It's got it's got it's got vents all over the place in a kind of obnoxious manner and you know the f12 berlinetta is a it's a it's a classier car to me it it's more mature it's it's as if ferrari were trying to pull pull a lamborghini they they were trying to do lamborghini half-heartedly that's what that's what that's what the 812 looks like to me whereas the f12 is a ferrari it's it's powerful it's striking but it it has a for lack of a better way of explaining, it has a sort of flow to it. it's it's okay. It's organic. The body is kind of organic in that sense. Whereas the 812 is it's kind of turbulent to me. It's it's kind of a turbulent design in that there's there's a lot going on. There's a bunch of meshing and mixing with the body panels. It's just not. It's I guess I'm gonna contradict myself, but it's it's almost it's not very co- coherent. At the very least, it's a very turbulent design. There's so many elements and vents and they're all clashing together like a like a tidal wave whereas the a12 it's organic everything flows correctly into each other it's a more mature design ferrari i think did a better job with the with the f12 than they did with the 812 and i feel that that's also true for the you know the 458 to the 488 i swear i'm really trying to watch Watch my, watch my words because it's so hard not to trip up over, over, over these cars, over these names. Ferrari 488. We, we need names. <laughs> we need proper names back in, in Ferrari. Nomenclature. I honestly believe the 458 will probably go down as one of the most timeless Ferrari designs of the modern era. It, Ferrari judged the design so perfectly. They couldn't. 
I really believe they couldn't have gotten it more correct. And then you have the 488, which still looks good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. But personally, to me, it doesn't look as good as the four, the 458. It's not as. I guess you could say it's not as attractive. It put its game face on, and that to me is not as good looking as the 488, the 458's chisel jawed but seriously, but just seriously attractive face. It, it, it's it's appealing. It's visually appealing. I, I guess I'm just belaboring the point now, but. Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys think that Ferrari is going as going down a slightly wonky path when it comes to design? I mean, look, and I I just put the four five eight next to the SP seventy five, and all I can say is all you have to do is I guess modernize the four five eight a little bit, not to four eight eight levels, but but a little bit, and it they would look perfect right next to each other because the four five eight to me has enough of sort of it. It doesn't pay homage or tribute to classic Ferraris in any specific way. But its overall design, to me, is very Ferrari-ish. It's very elegant, powerful, and striking. It's it's just, it's very Ferrari-ish. It's hard to explain it in any in any better way for me, but it's a very Ferrari, it's a, it's, it's a, it's very much a Ferrari design. And arguably so is the 488, but the 458, Okay, I think I figured it out, and then I gotta, you know, gotta stop for the break. But the 458 is everything that's great about Ferrari design. Their elegance, their their striking beauty, their timelessness. That's what's great about Ferrari design of new, of older new. The 458 to me embodies that perfectly. It has a perfect balance of being modern, but also being everything that was right about how Ferrari designed cars back in the day. And I'm not saying all of their cars back then were great. No, in terms of design, no. It it's the embodiment of Ferrari design to me. The 458 is Ferrari from a design standpoint, in my opinion. In the same sense, it the 458 is the embodiment of embodiment of mid-engine Ferrari design to me, in the same sense that the Ferrari SP275 RW Competizione is the embodiment of Ferrari long hood short deck designs. Those cars are is what Ferrari is. It's what they are from a design standpoint. And the 488 is close, but not quite there to me. The F12 is also there to me. If, if we're talking about production cars, then, sorry, then the four five, the, the sorry, the F twelve. Then yeah, definitely, it's also a part of that. And but the eight twelve, no, it's not to me because it's again, it's a turbulent design. There's not, you know, Ralph Gilles once once described the fifth gen Viper's design. I think it went along the lines of, it's elegant, it's elegant, well, it's powerful. It, it's a, it's elegant, well, it's powerful statement or, or something like that. And it is. It, the 5th the Gen Viper is a very organic design, and the 812 isn't. It's turbulent. There's lines going everywhere. There's vents, bigger vents, grills. It's just it's just kind of a mess to me. And so it's, again, it's not terrible looking, but it's not the best Ferrari can do to me. The F12, I think, is a more well-thought-out design. It's more mature. The 458, same thing. The 
SP75RW Competition. Now, if you want to make a modern long hood short deck Ferrari, I think that is how you do it, the SP275. The 488 is good, not bad. The Portofino, better. I think it's still a little bit too, there's still a little bit too much going on. And then the 812, definitely not. And then you have, you know, the La Ferrari, which, mm, I think that that is kind of also, I think that's sort of, it also kind of embodies Ferrari design. I'm not really a big fan of the front end, not completely, but I do think in terms of Ferrari halos, it is perfect because it, to me, it lives up to the Enzo's legacy in terms perhaps from a design stamp it's it's epic enough but it's not it's not too extreme it's not it's it's not too turbulent i wouldn't call it i wouldn't necessarily say it's that organic um but everything everything kind of flows it, it works it works and in the a12 it just kind of doesn't for me so i don't know tell me what you guys think i'd love to have a longer discussion i gotta i gotta stop here i will see you all after the break are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. FedEx adds 1,000 China-built Chongzhou F8100 electric vans to its fleet. Also, sorry, we're back! Anyway, back, back to the news. <laughs> 2019 Suzuki Jimny, priced from 15,499 pounds in the UK. More or less, you're, you're basically getting an 18 grand Wrangler. That's awesome. Toyota USA delivers new Tundra to heroic nurse from California fires. WLTP switched close to catastrophic for Bentley as it lost 300 to 400 Bentayga's hit. What is the LTP switch? What, what is it and what happened? Toyota's 2019 Forerunner TRD Pro is old school, but in a very charming way. The very first Pagani Wire Roadster is looking for an owner. Borgward, Borgward, whatever, bringing its SUVs to the UK and Ireland in late 2019. ABT Sportsline bringing 350 PS Cupra Attica to Essen Motor Show. Mercedes-Benz starts production of the 2019 B-Class MPV in Germany. Hardcore 2019 Renault Megane RS Trophy, detailed in 60 new photos. Rear doors of US Honda Odyssey might slide open while driving. Chevrolet adds Z71 Trailrunner and RS T2 Canadian 2019 Colorado lineup. Provine Aira BC Roadster makes another real-world appearance. Ford Mustang GT350 and F150 Raptor to retain pre-facelift look you know i was wondering about that i was wondering if they were going to just keep the looks of the gt350 despite the facelift which i'll be honest i'm a little disappointed but they kind of hit it out of the park so it to me it's kind of a coward's way out but they hit it out of the park so vw take one goes for a more sinister look with black style r-line 
2020 Range Rover Evoque Configurator is online. How will you build yours? And I've I've seen it. I, I think it looks good, this new Evoque. But to me, it looked almost exactly the same as the last one. It they more they morphed a Velar face onto the old Evoque. And that's pretty much that's all that I see. That is honest to God, all that I see. Toyota and PSA to end joint production of IGO. Peugeot 108 and Citroen C1 City Cars. German court orders VW to reimburse 2012 Golf TDI owners full, full 30,000 euro purchase price. Or what I'm assuming to be 30,000 euros. Hyundai and Kia investigated by, the, by U.S. prosecutors over engine defect recalls. Esteban Ocon signs as Mercedes F1 reserve driver for 2019. Lincoln Co.'s latest prototype is a stylish C sorry, SUV coupe. Let's, uh, I want to get into the WLP thing. The switch to the Worldwide Harmonized Light Vehicle Test Procedure, or WLTP testing procedure, has caused some problems for most automakers who sell cars in Europe. However, some had it worse than others. For Bentley, the problems were close, were close to, close to catastrophic. In the words of Bentley Motor CEO Adrian Hallmark, channel. <laughs> the executive estimates the WLTP testing delays cost the company between 300 and 400 Bentayga sales. Ooh, that, ouch. That just, right in the quarter, quarter profits. <laughs> Bentley was too slow to prepare its cars for Europe's new WLTP standard. And its cars got stuck in the queue for testing as a result. We were not quick enough, unfortunately, to book capacity or prioritize our derivatives within some group of the processes to get them certified on time. Hallmark Channel told Automotive News. I'm, I'm kidding, just Hallmark. Consequently, Bentley was forced to push back the introduction of the Bentayga plug-in hybrid to March 2019 so it could test more of its volume models. WLTP also caused the brand to delay the launch of the new Continental GT. That was a pretty big deal too, as the coupe is the brand's second best-selling car after the Bentayga. According to Hallmark, they had to be ruthless in the prioritization of which models would get WLTP tested first. Bentley's global sales fell 11% to 6,643 vehicles in the first nine months of this year compared to the same period in 2017, and the car maker posted losses of $137 million, $156 million in the first three quarters of 2018. VW Group's financial report blamed the slow Continental GT launch and exchange rate problems for the British automaker's loss. Many of the parts Bentley uses in, the, in its cars are imported from continental Europe, making them more expensive when the pound is weak, like it has been during the latest Brexit negotiations. Hallmark estimates the brand will post a profit in the fourth quarter, but that won't be enough to offset the losses posted so far. Let's get on to that Hyundai recall. Or Hyundai and Kia investigation. Hyundai and Kia are under federal investigation over the massive recalls they issued in 2015 and 2017, with the prosecutors trying to determine whether or not the two Korean brands dealt with the issue in the best 
possible way. The investigation could lead to hefty fines against Hyundai and Kia, which recalled nearly 1.7 million vehicles in the United States over an engine failure that increased the risk of an accident. This was one of the biggest recalls in the history of Hyundai and its sister company. Reuters cites a person with, di with direct knowledge of the matter, saying that the U.S. Attorney Office for the Southern District of New York, or Sydney, pretty much, has launched a criminal investigation in collaboration with the NHTSA or the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The first recall took place in 2015 when Hyundai brought in 470,000 vehicles fitted with the Theta 2 engine to fix them as they as they breathe from the manufacturing process could cause various engine issues. Soon afterwards, an inside source from South Korea went to Washington and claimed that the issue was affecting much more cars. Eventually, Hyundai recalled more cars for the same issue and Kia launched its own recall. The affected models were Hyundai Sonata and Santa Fe and Kia's Optima, Sorento, and Sportage. Apart from the Sydney investigation, Hyundai and Kia are also under investigation by the NHTSA under whether their recalls covered enough vehicles and if these were conducted in a timely manner. Nissan looking for more influence with Renault post goes in and we'll, we'll get to him soon, soon enough. 2019 Ford Focus Active will cost you at least 29,000, no, 21,900 pounds in the UK, which is more or less 23, 24,000 here. NVIDIA to provide Chinese EV startups with its Xavier AI platform. But would you look at that? Xavier got promoted to an AI platform. Old listeners of this of this program will, will understand the joke that I'm alluding to. 2019 Mitsubishi D colon 5 Delica is a boldly styled Japan-only minivan. Bold indeed. Formula 3 driver recovering after severe Macau or Macau, I'm sorry, Grand Prix crash. 17-year-old Sophia, I'm really sorry, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce her last name was subjected to spinal surgery following her Macau incident, or Macau. In fact, I saw this on Twitter, and I just hope her a I just hope her a speedy recovery, because that, that was a nasty accident. That was terrible. Nissan board votes to remove Carlos Gozen from chairman position. Sayat details 2019 Turaco says it'll be the sportiest in the segment. I kind of doubt that, honestly, but... I'm hoping that they do a good job, actually. It'd be cool to see a sporty Seat that, you know, that isn't a Cupra. Also, I'm looking at this, at this Evoque. I nearly called it a Velar. And once again, it's an Evoque with a Velar face photoshopped onto the front end. I'm not, and I'm not saying it looks bad. It actually looks quite good. But it, it, to me, it looks pretty much the same. I wouldn't, I'm fanatical about cars. And I'm telling you, I fear I'm going to have trouble knowing when a new Evoke is staring me in the face. Maybe outside of taillights. But teen driver loses his license just 49 minutes after passing test. German authorities caught an 18-year-old speeding less than an hour 
after he had gotten his driving license, he should have it revoked. Driving is not a right, it is a privilege. A privilege, and you obviously don't appreciate what you had for, for 49 minutes. Robert Kubica has signed on to race for Williams in 2019. McLaren unveiled special livery for, Fano, for, for Fernando Alonso's final race. So that's why I knew he had a new livery. I, I was really confused when I was watching the race earlier today. In fact, I will get into that right after the break. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. So, the F1 race in Abu Dhabi. I honestly believe that that was some of the best racing we've seen all year. Maybe maybe not the very best, but it has to be some of the most top-notch racing we've seen all year. Just the overtakes, the going three, the midfield going three wide, everyone was going nuts. And then that move Verstappen did on, on Botas, which I think was a little aggressive, but still incredible. That was a race. That was an incredible race. I still wish Daniel won. I still wish he won. But he, I think he still did a bang-up job. He nearly... I was hoping he'd catch and pass Max. If if he couldn't win, I was hoping he'd at least get that far. Eh, no. So that, you know, that's un, that was unfortunate. But, yeah, he still did impressively well. Uh, especially for the year he's been having. Daniel's just been having the absolute worst year. Just an absolutely trash year when it comes to finishing order. I say finishing order in terms of finishes and or, you know, not finishing. So, yeah, like I said, just an absolutely just garbage. It dumpster fire year. Ugh, dumpster fire year. But, yeah, so to see him get fourth, that was nice. Still wish he got higher being, being the Ricardo fan I am, but that was good. Seeing Hamilton win again, ugh. I was, I like him, and I, see, here's the thing, I like him, but I just wish he didn't, he, he basically gets handed wins these days. I wish, I want to see him fight for it. That's my thing, because he's, he's had some good fights, he's, he's fought with a handful of people throughout the year, well, at the very least throughout the early part of the year, and now it's just handed win after win after win, and, and apparently Russia was, you know, some of the worst. Yeah, I just wish Hamilton would would have to fight more for his uh, for his wins, because just getting handed it over and over, it was kind of like GRC. The VWs had a harder time of it, but even then, seeing them win all the time was getting it was getting a little annoying. And that, that's kind of where I that's where I'm at when it comes to Hamilton. I want to see him win, but I want him to earn it. If he's going to win, I want him to earn it. As I do with any driver. If they're going to win, I want them to earn that win. And I want them to get handed five wins in a row. Six, four, five, six wins in a row. That That's just boring. 
So that that's kind of where I stand. So I'm hoping 2019 is going to be a uh, a far more interesting year, as that would be that'd be ideal. That'd be nice. Um, like I said, midfield battles were crazy. Leclerc, he's 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 my midfield favorite. He's he's so good, and I, I sound like a total shill when it comes, you know, when it comes to um when it comes to Leclerc, but he really is. And Sergey Sorokin, he was impressive. He was impressive. No, I mean he no no not Sergey. It was. Esteban Ocon, he was impressive, and I, and I think he's leaving F1, which is a shame, a darn shame, but yeah, he's impressive, he's seriously, seriously impressive, yeah, at, or at the very least, Esteban was doing darn good today, really, really good, I'd say, in terms of impressiveness, or at the very least, in terms of the way he handled himself, I and conducted himself during the race, I'd say nearly as good as Leclerc, he was really impressive, and I wished I, I wish we could see more of his stuff in F1, more of his racecraft in F1. But yeah, it it seriously, it was a really good race. The later laps got a little boring, but from zero to about forty eight lap forty eight laps in, incredible. Max was going crazy. Daniel not so much, although like I said, he did he did good. Alonso did good. I'm I'm happy for Alonso. Really happy for Alonso. I'm glad Hulkenberg's okay because that. That was a nasty crash. That was a nasty crash. Honestly, I feared it was going to go over the barrier and then onto another side of the track and it just hit the ground, just pounded. But no, no, he, uh, yeah, I'm glad he's okay and, you know, can live to race another day. That, but, you know, you hear this all the time, but it's obvious. It's a testament to how safe and strong these modern F1 cars are. You know, as much as people moan about the safety, we're all glad that Hulkenberg's okay. And that can and that's only only due to the perseverance of the teams making the car safer. That's only that's only due to their persistence in and drive to make the car safer. It's as simple as that. You know, people and you know, there are Halo skeptics. And I'm not saying that there's maybe a better way of having some kind of head protection design that looks better, but if this was the best that they could come up with, well, I'm glad that it might have saved his life this time. And honestly, I'm kind of used to it now. And I kind of like it. I kind of like the Halo because it adds a sort of pseudo-cockpit. Because I'm not, I don't really like convertibles. Because I feel like you're kind of cutting away some of the design elements of the car, primarily the roof. So having, so having that Halo to, I don't know, I kind I like having the Halo. I like it. It adds a pseudo-cockpit and that adds a little bit of design to the car. I like it. It's simple as that. I do like it. The attrition rate was just unbelievable. And and the only thing that I can attribute that to was the desert, the dryness, and any one of those things. But it was it was surprising how many went out for non accident not for non accidents. I really hope we get more racing like this next year, more more midfield battles like this because this was some of the best racing, especially from the midfield. That's for sure. That that was an awesome race. That really was. An absolutely exquisite race. It was excellent. I don't know if when we're gonna see another race like that in terms of sheer spectacle, but hope I really want the 2021 cars to bring about to make racing like that regular, to just you know make that a, a, a fairly regular occurrence throughout the F1 calendar because just there would never be a dull race. There would never be a, at the very least. A major, you know, the majority of the race wouldn't be dull. Those battles, those battles were 
Austin Max did a good job. Daniel did, Daniel did a re- good job. I feel bad for Kimmy. Wish wish Kimmy kept going to just to see how he did. Botas, oof, just kept making mistakes, big mistakes. Vettel didn't do as good as I was hoping. I was hoping he would challenge Hamilton. He didn't. Not not really in any way that I knew. Uh, Hartley's been getting better. I don't. He's not really placing any higher than than. Perhaps he should be, but I feel like what he is doing is getting more used to the pace in F one. Because I, because I, I was, I was definitely critical of, or yeah, critical of him early, early on in in this year, in this in this year's season, because he was just so slow. But now, now he's actually. I don't know if he's ever going to truly be fast. I I don't believe that that's going to happen. However, he is starting to come into his own. He is starting to be. He's starting to become. A better, a better midfield driver, and I, and for that I am glad, because I do want to see him succeed. But he's got, I think he's got a, a long way to go. And and let me make, let me make it perfectly clear. I think he has a long way to go in terms of pace. I feel like all the, I just feel like all the other drivers are faster than him in terms of pure pace. So if he can pick it up, get better, do any one of those things, I'd be happy. I. I would root for him to do good in the midfield. Although I, Leclerc is gonna, I think, sweep it next year, barring Daniel and Hulkenberg. I think Leclerc is gonna do pretty good. That's where I'm at. He can do good, and he may, and he'll he'll probably get better. He'll probably get faster. But I think he has a small ways to go in terms of pace. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. I will see you all soon. Thanks for listening. That was a that was a brilliant race. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at CodyCar, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.